0: Ohio State knocks off fifth seed and defending champion Iowa in a thriller, 73-69. Next up, a quarterfinal round matchup with four-seeded Michigan State. That's today at 2:30 in Chicago. Indiana plays Maryland at 9:30. In the SEC, we know our buddy Cal. He's got him ready in Big Blue Nation. A big postseason run, no doubt. Kentucky plays Vanderbilt tonight at 9:30. And remember now. It was a little over a week ago, Vanderbilt beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. North Carolina loses to Virginia in the ACC quarters. North Carolina would be the first team since the early 1960s to be ranked number one in the preseason polls. Number one. And fail to make the NCAA tournament. And it doesn't look like they'll make it. The UC Bearcats, a four seed in the American Conference Tournament, take on Temple today at 3 o'clock in Fort Worth, Texas. The winner is likely to face top seed Houston tomorrow night. In the Big 12, four monster games across the board in that league yesterday, TCU drills Kansas State, will play rival Texas tonight in the semis. On the other half of the bracket, top seed Kansas against Iowa State. In baseball news, the Reds fell to the Cubs 8-6 in Mesa, But starter Hunter Green went four shutout innings yesterday, allowed three hits, two walks, three strikeouts. And David Bell names Hunter Green as his opening day starter. By the way, four of the Reds' runs came against the Cubs' alleged ace, Jameson Tyone. And really, a, a revealing interview on a Phoenix radio station yesterday. Former Arizona Cardinals, longtime offensive lineman, used to be with the Steelers, Kevin Beecham. He laid out an honest assessment of the Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, simply saying that, quote, he needs to grow up and be a man. He added that he believes that can happen, but it better happen soon. Gentlemen, we wish you good morning. We have Marty Brenneman coming up on the program. Uh, he should have some, uh, riveting comments about his alma mater, the Tar Heels. Oh, oh, not good. Uh, we have Paul Fritschner. He of the Jumbotron at Madison Square Garden. I would assume he'll be joining us from his hotel room since they don't play till 630 tonight. But he is in the Big Apple to talk about X last night just getting by. And now you have the top four teams all year long in the Big East, the Final Four in the Big East Conference Tournament. Paul to talk about UC and Xavier a little bit later on. Casey McAllister, good morning. Trace good morning. Fowler, welcome back from the great state of Iowa. That's right. How was the drive? You were solo.
1: Quite the trip. It was uh, long. I think I drove uh, at one point twenty straight hours and uh,
0: twenty straight now hours. I'm here,
1: with, I, I got about six hours worth of sleep between, between those two, 20 hours. That's where I was at. Did you
0: yesterday. pull off to the side of the road?
1: No, I found, I found a little nice hotel. Have you ever stopped somewhere? I, you, you travel a decent amount. It, terrible idea, by the way, if you do this. you ever decide you're just like, I'm going to drive as far as I can, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to make a decision at the very end on mm-hmm. where I'm going to stop, and then I'm going to try to get a hotel. Yep. problem with doing that is, uh, I struck out twice on two cities of getting a hotel. They were sold out for whatever conference they were having. I don't know what it was. But then you put yourself in a predicament where yep. you got to just keep on pushing along. Yep. And that puts you in a little bit of a bad spot at times. It's dangerous.
0: It can be very dangerous.
1: So, uh, so finally, I found something like 1 in the morning. Found found a sleep in. The Tracy Jones type of variety of a hotel, if you could believe it. Six star? Six star. What town was that in?
0: Danville, Illinois. I've been to Danville, Illinois.
1: The Danville Dans. Shout out yes. for their summer team.
0: Yes. Danville, Illinois. Nice little town. Um I'm trying to remember the guy's name, John Cooper, I think was his name. Big Cub fan back when I was doing the Cubs games. Great dude.
1: Good football coach.
0: Well, not the same guy. Not Cooper <laughs> Loop. We're not talking about Cooper Loop. You never go hire a coach from Arizona State or somewhere like that. If if you're Ohio <laughs> State or Michigan or, you know, Alabama. You, you don't do that. You don't, you don't, you don't hire a Pac-12 coach. You just don't do it. Uh, and they did it in Koopaloop. Although they say he's a great dude. He's still around up there in Columbus, Ohio. So, God bless him. Um, Casey, we had many picks yesterday, my man. Reed was in uh, for the picking yesterday. Trace will take over that spot here today. We each went three and three across the board.
2: Yeah, we did. Um, just to reiterate some of our picks from yesterday. You guys picked TCU um he dropped it, you guys <laughs> you you and Reed um we both picked UNC we both picked OSU um I picked Paul and Ball State which ended up hurting me in the end there um Ohio they covered Dayton didn't cover OSU covered Virginia I think covered and uh obviously Xavier did not cover so they were lucky we're, to win. They were lucky to win.
3: Um, I'm not going to say
0: lucky. I mean, they went out and earned the win at the end. They came back. They were down. They pecked away, pecked away, found a way to win. And, and look, this time of year, that's all that matters, right? Whether it's a conference tournament and especially uh, the NCAA tournament, we know that Xavier is going to the NCAA tournament.
1: Survive and advance. Survive
0: and advance. Absolutely um lots of comment what, what is this that somebody says ask trace about his rant what was the rant trace
1: what who did i that? miss who was asking that
0: uh, i might have to go back and scroll but it caught my eye um let's see here where is this ask trace sir boy wonder sir boy says ask trace Aww. about his rant tom now what does that mean yeah Please fill me in.
1: Well, I had a little bit of a uh, situation that I was running into on Twitter. I had seen some fans bickering back and forth about, you know, um, the pessimistic fan that obviously was always um, out, you know, trying to complain about the ownership and, and completely out on the Reds. And then you had the fans that were always optimistic and they were just going at each other on Twitter. And I just had a little bit of a rant on one of those Twitter spaces about at the end of the day, I mean, you know, You need to stop concerning yourself over 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 what other somebody else is doing in their fandom. If they want to be upset about it, then they they can be upset about it. They're a fan just like you are. So, and and the opposite variety is the same. So, um, I don't I can't recreate that at all. It was it was an organic rant. I'll have to maybe I'll play it for you so you'll be uh, you'll be dialed. You did it on video. You'll be dialed in, as they say.
0: You did it on video.
1: I did it. Um, it got recorded for a podcast, which I didn't even know it got recorded until after the fact. So I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a that's bad thing. That's against the law. But that was, that was, no, it was on, it was Kirby's, it was one it was of okay. our things. So
2: it wasn't anything
4: malicious.
1: Sir
0: Boy says it was electric.
2: There you go.
4: Is well, Marty
1: Brenneman
2: ready to go? Um, he is struggling to connect in. Internet. Well, he's, he, he's out in Arizona.
0: Is he? Yeah, he is. He just made the drive. Speaking of drives, uh, he and his wife Amanda made the drive out. Stopped in. Well, we'll let him tell you about it. He's still S- waiting to figure it training, out spring training. I assume. I. It means he probably doesn't have his phone turned on to the internet in the hotel room, and you got to log on all that kind of stuff. Fair. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll message him that. See if he's connected to any internet. I mean, he might, just the, uh, wifi, he might just be doing it on the instead of the
0: Wi-Fi. Might um, just be doing it on. Sell it. The cell. Yeah, the cell. Uh, yes, her boy says, here we go with Marty again on the internet. Brian says, Marty, leader of travelers.
1: What's your go-to snack on a road trip? You got one? When no. You, when you stop at the gas no, station? No,
0: but I love, I mean, you know, that's when I go on a uh, fast food rampage.
1: <laughs> you know, I
0: mean, everybody loves fast food. Okay, now some people partake in it more sure. than others. I am only... Every now and again, and now that my wife is leaving town for a week, my son and I might eat a lot of fast food. But you didn't hear that. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, when you, you you know, the one thing I regret it, and somebody brought this up the other day, where you had a Bucky sweatshirt or T-shirt on, right? Yes, I did. So uh, I had talked about when I drove down to Texas uh, with our daughter a few weeks back couple months, whatever it was, um, I had to see one of these places. So we pulled in, but I had made the mistake of getting something to eat in the morning. Uh, right. You know, one of those little hotels where they got the little breakfast thing laid out, whatever it is, embassy suites or, you know, holiday Inn, whatever it was. And, um, a Tracy Jones kind of hotel. That's right. And, um, and so by the time I got to Bucky's, I was not hungry, but I mean, you know, I'm all about at that point trace you know i mean a mcdonald's a wendy's you
1: know what i mean yeah is there one specific fast food joint you're ser- you're searching I, for you're, i like you're, you're, no, I, I like them all i like an equal opportunity fast food joiner yeah i like them all
0: yeah i mean there's some that you're not going to eat and and i'm not going to disparage any of them i like their food but there's some that that are not going to sit well with your boiler if you're sitting there going for you know four, five, eight, ten hours so you got to pick your spots. Good greasy burgers,
1: all right, but there's some others you better be careful. Very true. No luck. How, how upset is Marty going to be? Not, one, not only is he having a situation with the internet, can, which can piss anybody off, but then on top of that, he's got this whole Carolina Tar Heel <laughs> oh, thing man. he's been spewing on for the past few weeks. I actually think he's been holding out hope, Tom. I've, I've watched these interviews with him, and, 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 and I know he's been pessimistic about him and he's not been happy. But I think in the back of his mind, he's always had this slight optimism that they were going to make a run in the in the turn in the ACC tournament. That yeah. is, and they were going to find a way to get in, and maybe they could recreate the magic. I I almost could kind of sense that he was still thinking there was a chance, because when Paul would say, and this is why I think that, when Paul would say. I don't know, Marty. They're going to have to win the tournament. He'd go, I don't think so, Paul. I mean, if they win this game, this game, this game, and this game, they can still get in. So there was still some optimism well, there. Well, I mean,
0: if you – we talked about it yesterday. If you looked at the and how much stock you put in Joe Lenardi, You know, everybody – but, I mean, the guy works his tail off. There's no debate
1: about that, right? Joe I mean, Lenardi? Yeah. Ah.
0: Well, again, you may not agree with him, but I'm saying he works hard. And he's nonstop at this point. Well, he stuff.
1: needs to update his bracketology a little bit
0: more for me. Okay. Well, oh. anyway, he – You know, he had going into the day yesterday. So you have the the last four buys, right? Then you have the last four in, and then you have the first four out, okay? Yep. So if you look at that second column where last four in, a couple of those teams, okay, if this had played out, if you're a Carolina fan, a couple of those teams got beat yesterday. Had Carolina – I think the only other team that was ahead of them for the next or the first four out was Arizona State, then North Carolina. Yep. Arizona State won its game last night. Yep. We'll play in the semis of the Pac-12. Bobby Hurley team probably going to get in now. Good chance. Yeah, uh, They're definitely in if they beat uh, UCLA. Uh, and we know about Jalen Clark being injured for UCLA. He's out for the year. Such a shame. Uh, but Carolina was right there second on that first four out. Had they beaten Virginia yesterday, I think they'd have had a chance. No doubt. All right, is he ready? He's wearing, it looks like, uh, not quite a shade of Carolina blue out there in Arizona. What fancy big league hotel are you staying in out there, by the way?
5: Because I know know it's a big league
0: joint. You know where we are. No, where are you? The curtains look like you might be at the Wigwam.
5: We're at Jerry's place. The Wigwam. Yes.
0: Jerry Colangelo. Former owner of the yeah. Suns and Diamondbacks. That's a big yeah. league joint. Have you got one of it's those okay. like little casitas? Are you back over by the golf course? Or are you kind of stuck in the middle like I always would be with a common man? You're probably no, not we're in that in a area. Casita.
5: We're in a casita.
0: <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Probably very similar to the place Trey stayed in Danville, uh, Illinois, a few days ago. Uh, the let's room get- is huge. Let's get right to let's get right to it. All right. Your thoughts on your North Carolina Tar Heels. Preseason number 1. And now it looks like they won't make it.
5: It looks like they won't make it. Are you kidding? There is no chance. Uh, like like I said last night. People said, "Well, let's sit around and wait." I said, "Wait for what?" L O N I T. And if, if if they want to really put themselves out of the misery, then they just don't even accept an NIT bid, although I don't think they would do that. Um, you know, it, it last night was such a contrast in the way the two teams approach their craft. Uh, Virginia was brilliant in terms of ball movement and player movement. Carolina was not in either one of those categories. They had spurts where they, they, they did things right, they never look like they're running any kind of play and virginia does it every time they cross the mid-court line they've got five guys moving simultaneously and they have somebody who cuts off a screen and he gets a layup they had i'll bet you in the second half virginia had 12 layups uh either breaking down your man off the dribble or getting a screen and taking a pass and laying it into the basket um I, there was such a contrast in coaching styles and, and quite honestly, coaching ability, uh, because Carolina has never looked to me this season like uh, except for certain games. And they were on top of their game against Boston College. Uh, that's because they were hitting their outside shots. But they never looked like they have any scheme offensively on the floor. And defensively, they just get beat off the dribble all the time. Those two guards couldn't guard me. Um, and And so, you know, they, they got put out of their misery last night by a very good Virginia team, who I do not think is capable of winning the national championship. Um, but they are very good and they are extremely well coached. And, and now Carolina has got to lick their wounds and decide what the heck is going to happen next year. I see these people talking on the internet about how um, they you know, they really got to get heavy into the transfer portal and, and, and things of this nature they're not gonna have any scholarships. And the worst case scenario for them next year is if Baycott and R.J. Davis and God forbid, Caleb Love all decide to come back. Those guys there, in addition to the kids that have already committed to come there and they've got the second-ranked recruiting class in the country coming in next year, they don't have any scholarships left. They lose two players. They lose Justin McCoy, who was a transfer portal kid from Virginia two years ago, and and maybe Baycott, maybe. And and if, if he decides to come back, they don't have any more scholarships. In fact, they've got to figure out how they're going to keep the people they've got.
0: Well, hey, look, uh, they, some coaches, you know, they, they, they just lay it right out there to kids and just say, hey, look, you know, uh, this is the deal. Uh, yeah, you can come back. I know. We'll honor the scholarship. But we know how this works. Uh, sometimes you, you're running guys off, and and in truth be told, it, it's just as good for them as it maybe is for you. Because pick any random player, not Baycott necessarily, but say, uh, and I'm not gonna say Caleb Love because I know you're down on the guy, but if he comes back, he's starting again next year. You know that. Probably. Yeah. But 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 let me you know, and and the thing about Virginia, by the way, it was such a shame uh, the kid who transferred from Ohio University he's had a nice year from them. Uh, ben Vanderplus, the day before the tournament yeah, starts, breaks his hand. Uh, he's out yeah. for the year. That was that was a real shame. And that, that, that hurts Virginia very, very much. Um, yes. Then there's your guy, Cal. I mean, you're always talking him up. John Calipari. I mean, he's ready to go. I got a feeling it's a deep postseason run for Cal.
5: I think there's a very possibility of that happening. I mean, they're really playing well now. And of course, they, had a, they stuffed their toe when – who was it beat them a couple of games ago? Vanderbilt. Was Paul there today? Vanderbilt. And
0: yeah, Vanderbilt, and they played them again tonight. Right. Now, no, there's a guy Somebody Carolina should have hired. There's a guy who? Carolina should have hired, Stackhouse. That guy's won 20 games at Vanderbilt.
5: He's done it once. I How understand. About that? I mean, that's to Vanderbilt. You. Wait a minute, Hubert Davis took him to the national
0: championship Uh, last year. uh, That was like Jerry
5: Stackhouse has lost has won twenty games one time. That was this year. One season we found out from Carolina last year doesn't make a career.
0: I understand, but you and I both know the talent level difference between Vanderbilt, playing in a better league this year, in the SEC than the ACC, where Hubert Davis. Yep. I mean, to win tw- – I mean, I, I, I just think the guy – and I watched him play, and I don't watch a lot of college basketball. But Vanderbilt, to me, they they, they are – they appear to be really well coached, to me. I think Stackhouse has got a very bright future.
5: I don't doubt – there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. And, he, and whether he would admit it or not, if he has another year – next year like he had this season, he'll use that Vanderbilt job as a springboard to something better. Because Vanderbilt's known for a lot of things, but the last number of years, uh, they have not been noted for their ability to play college basketball. Now, years past, they've been very good, but mm. recently they haven't been. Um, but I don't, I don't think they made a mistake in naming Hubert Davis head coach last year. I'm not ready to get rid of him yet. Um, but I just think there's some things that he needs to do to uh, firm up his situation in Chapel Hill and and become a, a better coach because they just seem like they don't know what they're doing out there. And he made a comment last night after the game about how sad he was for his players. Sad? You ought to be ashamed, not sad. Um, So I don't know. It's just just a mess down there right now, and and I feel I have enough confidence in the way that program has been over the last 65 years that they're going to be okay. Um, But I think still say, and I want to remind people, that I said some time back, they're going to lose some of the kids through a transfer portal that they might have recruited last year or the year before simply because they did not get a chance to play this season. He had no decent rotation. He did not develop any depth at all other than maybe one, one or two players. And I think some of these highly talented kids that came in last year or the year before are going to leave and go somewhere where they know they're going to be able to play.
0: All right, let me ask you this. Another guy you've right. always been high on, always been high on, and the numbers speak for themselves, is Rick Pitino. Now all yep. of a sudden, after three years at Iona, and look, I'm not a big Patino guy, but I will say this. Um, I know he's getting paid good money, but for him to, to, to be where he's been – and to take the last three years and commit himself and pour it in where he's won a ton of games, I think he's 62 and 21 in his three years at Iona. Okay? Now, there was a time a 1,000 years ago Iona basketball was a big deal. Now, all of a sudden, uh, he is right in the rumor mill uh, for the Georgetown job. Patrick Ewing was let go uh, yesterday. What do you think about Rick Patino to Georgetown? You
5: know, that... I don't I'm not surprised at that because I think it was just a matter of time based on what you just said a moment ago about the success he's had at Iona. And I give the guy a lot of credit. He didn't he he did not allow his pride to say "I'm I'm too good to coach at Iona. He went there. He developed the program quickly and he's been highly successful. It just doesn't seem the mix to me, Rick Bettino and Georgetown just doesn't seem to mix with me. Now, maybe, maybe it, it'll work out fine. And if he's offered the job, I would imagine he'll take it. I haven't seen his name mentioned any, for any other jobs. Um, not to say that that hasn't happened, but you haven't seen that publicly. Like you saw the, the Georgetown situation yesterday. Uh, it would not surprise me a bit if he took it. And I got news for you. Rick Bettino could take a, a kindergarten team and make it a national power i just think he's a great coach uh he's had his warts. there's no question about that but i i think the guy is is just a great great coach and he's going to win wherever he goes because he's going to recruit and he could coach his butt off
0: all right let's shift gears now to baseball you're out there at that highfalutin six star tracy jones like joint the wigwam uh, hobnobbing with all the big boys out there uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, what what have you been doing? Have you popped over to the Reds complex? Uh, kind of a vibe, uh, you know, touching base with David Bell, whatever the case may be. Bob Castellini, whomever. Have you seen anybody like that? Have you been over there yet,
5: Tom? I got here last night.
0: Oh, all right, okay. I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, you've sort of <laughs> disappeared. You know, you went to New Orleans and. You were down there in the we streets, to, suburban street and all that kind of thing, all hours of the night, and then you go over and see your granddaughter.
5: You we went to see Ella for a couple of days, was down in Fort Worth. Yeah. And then we went up to New Mexico for a couple of nights, and then we drove in here yesterday. Got in here about uh five thirty yesterday afternoon. Did
0: you go up to like Taos, New Mexico, do a little skiing, something like that up there?
5: That would be incorrect. If somebody gets me up on a if somebody takes a picture of me on the skis, uh, it's going to be big time, because that ain't happening. All
0: right, but you are going to go over to the Reds complex. I mean, after all, that's why you're there, right?
5: Yes and no. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's true. Yeah, I'll be over there. I got to go pick up some stuff today over there. I got to see my boy Rick Stowe and go pick up some stuff, and I might. We'll probably go to the game tonight. They play Arizona tonight here. Uh, they have a split squad day to day. They're going over to see, uh, play Seattle this afternoon. I'm not going there, but I'm, we're going to go see. Um, we're going to go see them play the Diamondbacks tonight.
0: So when, so uh, yesterday it was announced by David Bell that Hunter Green is going to be the opening day starter. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. It would have been a two-horse race here between Green and Nick LaDolo, and they go with Green. You know, look, uh, nobody has a crystal ball about what Green is going to do or what he's going to become or whatever it is. But, you know, this is, this is what you want a top pick to do for your franchise, is to overcome the injury, which he did, get to the big leagues, and now all of a sudden one day be your franchise's opening day starter.
5: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think right now Nick Lodolo is a better pitcher than Hunter Green. Right now today, I think he's a better pitcher than Hunter Green is. But he had the benefit of going through a very big-time college baseball program at uh, TCU. Um, So I think he's ahead of hunter green now you know as far as power is concerned uh probably not a pitcher in the national league maybe in major league baseball has a, the all-around power uh or that can wear the title of power pitcher better than than hunter green uh, uh can wear it but I, I think he's still got a long way to go uh, i think hunter green uh or nick lodolo has less time to go before he gets to the point where he's going to be considered the maybe the number one pitcher on this staff, uh, because I really believe that at this point he's, he's further along than Hunter Green is. Um, we'll see what happens down the road. I think Hunter Green's future is really bright if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy. Um, so I don't think it was any great surprise that, that uh, the manager named him as the opening day starter. Uh, I think that was to be expected from anybody who followed this team with all the hype the kid has gotten since he became a number one draft pick. And now it all boils down to getting it done for a second year in a row, beginning on opening day against the Pittsburgh Pirates.
0: Um, you know, look, th- th- there have been some bright spots. And I know there are a lot of people that want to, you know, just be negative and, and be down about the Reds and, and, and on and on and on. We know the reasons why. And it's they're all perfectly viable arguments. Um But, you know, whatever stock you put in spring training, I don't think a lot of people do. But they've had some guys where it's been very encouraging, some of these young guys we've heard a lot about so far in the spring, about a week and a half, two weeks in.
5: Oh, I don't – there's no question about that. Um, In fact, the one kid, Christian Encarnacion Strand, who is a first baseman, third baseman, I think is incredibly open to eyes in terms of a very slimmer – bit of light that might indicate that he's going to make the opening day roster. I know the conversation has already started. I know they, they poo-poo it uh, because they've still got a lot of time left in spring training. A kid that can hit, I think he hit across two or three different classifications last year, yeah. 32 home runs. Um, he's a kid that could very well surprise and and make this club. Um, the Kids that were on the team last year that has have shown up uh, the Friedel kid, uh, the Fraley kid, Fraley—they got in the Seattle trade, uh, an outfielder. Uh, so they've got some kids that have talent, uh, and and they have to continue to mature to get to get this organization to a point where it wants to be. Um, and and so this year is going to be a year in which the the maturation process will continue for a lot of these kids. I mean Tyler Stevenson. Uh, There's not a better all-around young player, I don't think, in baseball uh, at his position than than he is. Uh, I think he's going to be an outstanding player. He's going to hit for power. Uh, He's going to be a good receiver, although I'm totally opposed to him catching for the rest of his career because of the concussion thing. Um, So they've got some people that they can be optimistic about. Now, are they going to be a contending team? It would be divine intervention for this team to be a impact team in terms of a contender in the National League Central in 2023. But I think as far as young talent is concerned, I don't think there's another team in baseball, maybe one or two, that are better equipped to look down the road and say with any degree of certainty that these kids have the talent to really make this a very, very good ball club down the road.
0: All right. Uh, some Everett wants to know real quick, Dad. Is that a, a dragonfly bracelet you're donning today?
5: It certainly is.
0: Yes, it is. Everett? I'm glad to How see about you. your guy Everett? He's always looking out for you.
5: Here it is right here Dragonfly Foundation. You can't Very see nice. it good.
0: Very nice. See it? Yep.
5: There it is right there.
0: They do fantastic work.
5: Yeah, they do. And I have, I have, uh, A bracelet, also a bracelet on it, says, what would Marty say? (laughs) What would Marty do? No, it says say. Yeah, what would Marty say?
0: Who gave you that bracelet? Who made that for you?
5: (laughs) You know, the engineer that we had in Chicago, Billy. um, Of course. Oh, with that. You know yep. who I'm talking about. I know you. Radio engineer. Yeah. He gave me a whole. He gave me a whole bag full of them. My last year with the club. He said, "You need to wear this." I said, "Oh, if you th- if you think I need to wear it, then I'll
3: wear it."
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, before we let you go, who are you most looking for? You mentioned Rick Stowe, his father, legendary clubhouse manager for the Reds forever, Bernie Stowe. Now, Rick has been running the show. Uh, for years and years after his dad now after him who are you most looking forward to seeing would that be uh chris welsh would that be your good friend jim day uh i don't know david bell i mean who who are you most looking forward to seeing out there
5: (laughs) well you know my two guys really at at the end of the day are jamie ramsey and larry harms okay they are the two guys that I really love. And I talked to them on the phone at length the other day while we were in uh, New Mexico. And they are all fired up about me showing up today. And uh, uh, But I, Rick, I love Rick like a son. And, and you know, I love the, the Stowe family. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing Rick. Um, uh, Jim Day, of course, you know, uh, after that, I don't know. You know, easy come, easy go, man. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. All right. All right. Well, we had your buddy Tracy on yesterday. He misses you. He was in rare form yeah, he missed yesterday. Me.
5: He's getting ready for Brennan and Jones on baseball that will beginning on Monday of opening day week. Okay.
0: So, you're driving yeah. back or flying back?
5: No, we're we're flying back. We're coming back a week from uh, Saturday. Week from tomorrow.
0: All right. Well, you'll be around for a couple of Lukey Man's uh, games before. Oh, I uh, think
5: he's playing that Monday night. We're going to be there that Monday night.
0: Yeah, that'll be a bad day for somebody. I don't know who, but for somebody. I know I will. Yeah. All right. You're well, Safe travels safe travels out there. Okay. And, uh and and, and and enjoy, you know, that six-star resort and all the, the big league operators out there in uh, Goodyear, Arizona.
5: If I see Jerry Colangelo, I'll tell him you said hello.
0: Please do. Send him our best. I will. All right, same travels. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. You bet. So he he wasn't in too bad of a mood about the Tar Heels.
1: He's had some time to process it.
0: He probably has. Well, time to process. Takes a little while.
1: Time to get through it all. Tar Heels. Such high hopes. First team in the 64 or 68 team NCAA tournament era to start the season number one and not make the tournament. It's incredible.
0: It really is incredible. Um, Lance says, interesting idea.
1: Yeah, we're trying, Lance. Let me tell you. It's I mean, not
0: easy. He says we, we, it's we, not need, easy, we need we need a female voice and face. Trust me. On this show. We get a little tired of Casey's face every day.
1: <laughs> Understandable. And
0: I can promise you a face you do not want to see. And that includes his, she's not his fiance uh she's just a girlfriend for all these years and that would be first thing in the morning to to lay eyes on paul who apparently <laughs> fell out of his bed there in new york city it's not true it is That's true what true. time did you get up to i mean look at that hair are you kidding me that is a walk of shame if there ever was one. <laughs> well, what time true. did you tell the truth? What time? Did, well, let me start. First of all, what time <laughs> after all the games last night, did you get to bed? Probably one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning.
4: Uh, Four.
0: So you went out last night a little bit.
4: Yeah. So Thursday night, because quarterfinal Thursday at the biggest East tournament, it's obviously the longest day of the year. Uh, so after that, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like a deep breath i guess yeah for for a lot of the people at the tournament so um yeah it's it's a fun night they 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 put food out they 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 uh give us some drinks and stuff like that so it's it's a fun time after the is that right at madison
0: square garden or you go somewhere else for one of those highfalutin kind of private party things what do you do
4: yeah it's a highfalutin bar across the street from madison square garden boy that's convenient
0: hey can you walk to your hotel
4: yes we're on the other side of it. I wish I could show you, but the Madison Square Garden's right outside the hotel. So wow. it's right across the street,
0: which is well, that's nice. Yeah. So you did just roll out. Let's be honest about it now. I mean, you haven't even made time to brush your teeth, certainly not brush your hair, before we came on for this big I, well, league appearance in New York City. I mean, come on, Paul, just lay it out there.
4: I'll be honest. I thought I thought the hair looked a lot better than it did when I when this camera popped up and things were looking rough right now. I'll be honest. I see it on I see it in the, in the camera. It's not looking. Helen good.
0: Keller could have told you that that was
2: not a big league hairdo today.
4: Well, I you know what it is. Good. He's just trying to compensate for yesterday.
2: He had this. I think uh, he persona. looks good, Paul. He, he he had this persona yesterday. He was all <laughs> dappered up with the tie, looking good, and now he's just. Lowering the expectations now. So then when he comes back, he's well, not always. Well, see, but
0: what he has to do, you bring up a great point here, okay? What he has to do is, uh, did, by the way, do we have the picture or the video of Paul up on the Jumbotron at we Madison may, Square we Garden? We may, we may, Yeah, we I'll may. get it, I'll, I'll get it. All right, we'll get it here, because, I mean, that was big league. I mean, I, I'm being serious about this now. I mean, ended up on the, on the, on the big board, video board, at Madison Square Garden um, is big league. I mean, some of the people in the chat are just lighting you up. Um, looks a little glossy. Brandon Seho even adds, "Paul looks like me before I quit drinking."
4: <laughs> it was a fun all right. Night. It was a fun night, but we all had right. we had work to do. the 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 rebound rundown today was great. Um, I, I, stayed for, I don't know, probably about an hour or so after the games and stuff last night and, and got all this stuff done. And, uh, no, it was a really good night and it was a great day all around the country too. I mean, I had the games pulled up. Yeah. I was watching Ohio state while we were, uh, while we were sitting there at, at MSG. It was, uh, it was a really good day of games all the way around.
0: Hey, let me ask you a quick question. Somebody keeps uh, asking me to ask you about, and, and I sure hope I'm not, this is one of those where a lawyer is about to ask a question and he doesn't know the answer.
4: You're you're making me nervous.
0: Who is Max Abrams?
4: Oh, Max Asimus. It's it's spelled Abrams, but it's pronounced Asimus. He's a point guard for Oral Roberts. Okay. He's the point guard that he's the point guard for Oral Roberts that beat Ohio State back in twenty twenty one. Gotcha. Um, when they when Ohio State lost to them as a the fifteen seed, so he's still on that team and they, uh, they're projected right now. They're, they are a trendy, one of those trendy twelve five. God, I look terrible. Oh, my God, Casey, you cut to the full screen. I look awful. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm is sorry. there an echo
0: in I'm here? Hard. Did I not just say that like 10 minutes ago? I'm so sorry.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. You Going to the full screen just kind of shocked me. Um, yeah, so, so Max Asmus is, is the point guard for, uh, for Oral Roberts, and they're a trendy upset pick just all over the country. Like Tom, I mean, you, you saw last night what Emoji Gibson did to Xavier from DePaul. So um, the point guards have given Xavier a lot of trouble this year. So the Oral Roberts has been a very popular uh, yep. Oral Roberts over Xavier upset pick. So that's why that's why people are asking.
0: Okay, all right. Um, yeah. Speaking of Xavier last night, I mean, look, you know, um, maybe you chalk it up to it was just one of those nights for DePaul, and and that that, that could be. Uh, Certainly a logical argument. I mean, they shoot 61% from the field. They're throwing them in from three at a 50% clip. Xavier still won the game, which is all that matters. But how would you categorize that? Was it bad defense or was it, hey, DePaul just had one of those nights?
4: Yeah, I went back and forth after the game trying to figure that out too. I, I think it was a combination of both of them because I think Xavier did adjust in the second half. Um, they started guarding the ball screens a little differently. They started doing some things in the second half that they didn't do in the first half. But yet, DePaul was still hitting shots. And, I, you know, it, it was it was wild sitting there because it was one of those feelings. I've seen enough DePaul games where you they always find a way to lose. And I kept thinking, well, all right, how are they going to find a way to lose this one? How are they going to find a way to lose this one? And there was like 15 minutes left. And I kept thinking to myself, what? What what are we doing here? And they kept hitting shots. They kept hitting shots. I mean, I I tweeted out the stat. DePaul was scoring something like 1.4 points per possession. And if you're scoring 1.1, 1. 1, you're having a great night. DePaul they were at 1.4. Xavier was at like 1.2. I mean, Xavier was having a great night. Xavier was having a great night. They just DePaul was having an unbelievable night. And then at the end. I mean, I, the the stat that stuck out to me the most was Colby Jones, four points, four turnovers at halftime, and he finishes with 22 points and four turnovers. So he has 18 mm-hmm. points, zero turnovers in the second half. I mean, that's a big time player stepping up. Um, and and I talked to him for a while after the game for an interview, and he said that you know, coach really challenged me, and Sean really challenged him in the halftime locker room. He said, you know, this the, we need you here, and they got it.
0: Yep okay how do they match up against creighton i mean there are two great games you're going to see tonight they're the best four teams in a league have been without a doubt all year long uh there were moments where providence looked like it might be in that crowd but clearly they're not um let's start with the xavier game the matchup against creighton how do you see it
4: so it's going to be an interesting one because both times this year when Xavier played creighton they played him with zach Fremantle and they haven't played him since he's been hurt so Creighton's the only team that's beaten Xavier by more than seven points this year. That game that was in Omaha was a, just a total drubbing. But that was over from the beginning. Jack Nungy and Zach Fremantle both picked up two fouls in the first eight or nine minutes of the game. That game was over. They they were out. So now you're coming back after beating them at home, and you're thinking to yourself, well, the defense has been a lot better without uh, Zach Fremantle in the lineup. Yep. And – they haven't seen Creighton since then. Now, Creighton rolls. They can shoot. They have the guards. Kalkbarno down low is huge, but Jack Nunchie can match up with him. Um, I I am very interested to see what Xavier's going to do defensively tonight after what they didn't do defensively last night, um, especially without Zach Fremantle in the lineup. I think that's the key. I think that Xavier, if anything, in a weird way, Tom, might have a bit of an edge just by – throwing a look at Creighton that they haven't seen this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, Sean Miller's on his game. We talk about him all the time. Guy can coach, great coach. Um, You know, look, I know Marquette's a number one seed, but you've been saying it all year long. I wasn't buying it, but you said it. I give you the credit. I mean, this UConn team, man, I know they almost let it get away from them yesterday, but when they get it going, I would not be surprised if they beat Marquette at all tonight. Marquette was lucky to win the game yesterday in overtime. What are your thoughts on that one?
4: Oh, I'm, I'm very much with you, Tom. I Connecticut is, is on a roll right now. And you know what the funny thing is about UConn? It's almost like they get bored. It's almost like they get up by however much they get up by. They kind of get bored and then, oh, it's a good game again. Or like against Xavier, they get down by so much and then they come roaring back. They get into these crazy deficits or crazy leads and then the game always evens out and gets close. Um, I was glad it did because the environment was just 90% UConn for the first, you know, 32 minutes of the game. And then those mm. last eight minutes, Providence fans came out of nowhere and it was like, it was 90, 10 the other way. Um, but yeah, I, I fully expect UConn to win this game tonight. I think that they have the bodies, they have the physicality, they have just the talent right now to keep rolling. Um, I do think UConn will win. Uh, we'll, what a night though what a night it's going to be yeah like you said it, it, the top four teams in the league it's going to be uh it's going to be i personally to me friday night in the semifinals are it's a it's a more fun night than the title game because you get four fan bases yeah, in there and yeah. everybody's going back and forth it's just a great night all right uh tomas is a parting
0: shot says paul next time you should just do the show in the dark like you're in witness protection
4: well, so I was considering doing this, but that doesn't look very good either. Nobody needs to see that.
0: All right, let's see this video. We've got it. this is Paul. Now, everybody, look. Okay, we know Paul, in game host at, 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 at CentOS, fills in for Joe Sunderman, doing the play by play with Byron Larkin, does all the women's games, does a, a lot of stuff over at Xavier. So a lot of people think of him as just a Xavier guy, as Jerry Naron used to say. He's a Xavier guy, but he's also a Big East guy. So they've got you on the jumbo truck. Take a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's big time. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, when you think of guys like Marv Albert, and you think of guys like Kenny Albert, And you think of some of the other legendary names that are broadcast games in that building, whether it be basketball or hockey. And Paul Fretcher, you are on the same (laughs) Jumbotron board as guys like that. Now that's big time.
4: It's cool. I'm I'm glad they gave me the opportunity for that. They they wanted something to kind of do like a Big East minute of a recap from the night before and a preview that day. So I'm going to... I'm going to go over there in a little bit and do today's, do a couple of them today. And, um, yeah, it'll be good. It'll, it's fun. It's a good opportunity.
0: Okay. Well, uh, some others are suggesting that Pawnee, after sending a bunch of water to East Palestine, Ohio, immediately uh, get a private plane and then some some much-needed hydration for Paul Fritschner. If Pawnee ships before.
4: direct to Madison Square Garden, I will gladly accept this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> okay.
0: Paul, thanks for the time, man. Have a great day, my man. Enjoy tonight. Really, sincerely. Have a great time tonight.
4: I will. It's going to be a great time. College basketball all over the place. Ohio State plays today. Xavier, UC plays today. Yep. Dayton's still in it. Rocking and rolling, Tom.
0: Well, you weekend. clearly were rocking and rolling. I've been in your shoes many times. <laughs> many, many times. Tracy, uh, uh, do you have any suggestions? You're, I mean, you're the boss. I mean, you, you want to see him just sort of settle down a little? or just <laughs> No, on I,
1: I think he just needs to be a little more seasoned. What you do is, is uh, there's, you know, there's something called ibuprofen. I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> get you about three or four of those ibuprofens. Eight get you a Gatorade. Nine. And what you got to do so here is you You got to be strategic yeah. enough to know when your night's over, when, no matter what time it is. That's right. You got to have the Gatorade or the Powerade or honey water. Right next to the bed with the Advil, or not the Advil, but the ibuprofen sitting there. You or have-
0: Bayer Aspirin is really good for that.
1: Okay, but you've gotta Very have good. it. You got to have it ready because you're not going to be in a state of mind to be able to go find these things That's later right. in the night. It's got to be ready to go before you leave. And when you get back, you know that you have to take that before you go to bed. So when you wake up, I'm telling you, if you've never done it, you got to chug the whole bottle, drink or, or take the pills. Yeah. And you will wake up, not perfect but I'm telling you, you'll be surprised.
0: But see, it's very clear. I mean, it's a great point you make. And and Paul, you're still a young man, okay? You're talking to a veteran in Trace and myself, okay? Yeah. I mean, everybody who's watching you right now, they know one thing is for certain, two things. They know you literally just rolled out of the, and the blankets (laughs) are all tumbled up and they're all (laughs) twisted and turned and shit like that. They know that that happened. And they know there's a good chance that your feet never really hit the floor before you got over to that computer. <laughs> the first time your feet touched the floor is when you stood up next to the chair to sit in the chair to turn on the computer. So, yep. Trace brings up a great point. Just look. The bear, ibuprofen, whatever, next to the bed glass of water throw about three of them back right before you you put the head on the pillow and say your prayers and pray <laughs> that you don't look tomorrow like you do today so paul thank you for your time my man
4: <laughs> thank you tom appreciate it we'll, we'll see you on monday. <laughs> monday
0: that's a veteran's advice right there a couple of veterans
1: yeah that's one of those nights where you wake up and you're like i am not drinking again and about 3 4 o'clock rolls around and you're like all right so where are we going tonight? That's one of those days.
0: Boom Shakalaka. Love his honesty. He says he looks just like I would expect him to look. Long day and night of basketball, few cocktails to wrap up an amazing day. But Boom Shakalaka went on to add he might benefit from an IV at this point. No doubt. All right, let's take a break. Throw it to the Hammond Eggers. We got uh, Paul Doherty coming up soon. We got our picks from, uh, for games today. It's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing, and we kid around a lot. But if you just take a, if you just take a, uh, you know, maybe a two hundred mile radius of of Cincinnati, Ohio, and you look at the number of teams in that radius that will be playing major college basketball games today or tonight, it is amazing how many of them are still alive. I'm not sure you could go anywhere else in the country and do a 200-mile radius. You could go to Dallas, Texas, no chance. Okay, you could go to Chicago, no chance. You could go to pick anywhere you want. And, And you draw a circle around, 150 miles, make it less than that, right? Kentucky, Ohio University, Ohio State, we've already seen Northern Kentucky, Xavier, Cincinnati, Indiana. Dayton, it's mind-boggling, mind-boggling. All right, gentlemen, Ham and Eggers, Mr. President, where are you? It's that time of the
5: show, the Ham and Eggers. These guys are great, trust me, I would know. I introduce all
2: the best segments. So, this little segment here. Yeah, it seems like a good segment, Casey. good time are are, you know are you still drinking normal water i don't drink normal water no well did you know that alkaline water has been shown to have superior hydration benefits versus regular waters i've heard that you've heard that well did you know that there's a new premium alkaline water out Pawnee. and i have to tell you this stuff tastes this stuff tastes great Made in Hamilton, Ohio, Pawnee uses natural limestone filtration. Unlike the artificial processing that many other brands use, the result is a healthy alkaline water that is also known as the best tasting water in the world. Please visit their website at pawneewater.com. That's P-A-H-H-N-I water.com to see where you can buy this great tasting water at a store near you. And I literally drink this every day. Literally every day.
1: When um, when does the marketing in the country decide to go from in the world to, like, the universe? How close does Elon Musk hmm. and the gang have to get to where we're an in interplanet species, as he would try to say, yeah. before, we, before some marketing gen- genius goes, you know what? We're not just the best tasting water in the
2: world, but the universe.
1: It's coming. From, I don't know when, but it's coming.
2: I'd say the first time that someone steps foot on Mars. I think that'd be the first time that they start going universe but that's my thought on that
1: did you watch any basketball yesterday
2: you know i i watched the end of the xavier game did you yeah and i i was i had to flip it on because i was getting nervous nervous i was like what are they doing they're losing nervous and uh they ended up coming back and colby jones just took over that game at the end man i mean he just was on fire i don't know if you watched it
1: yeah, he, he, uh, he, came, he came on strong at the end. Um, Xavier's a weird team. Well, not weird, but they're just a team that we'll see how it all, how it all pans out for them. I'm not trying to be uh, pessimistic about it, but I just wonder if they get into a situation where they're relying on their offense to score 90 points. Um, it's tough to do that in a tournament setting when you got a lot of pressure on you. Defense travels, as they say, for a reason. So we'll see how that all pans out for the Muskies. But the the other team in town... The Bearcats,
2: they get a, they, yeah. they get a chance to get on the board today. Yeah. So and we're going to be talking a lot about them here shortly, and uh, we might as well do the ad read. The Bing, or, I'm sorry, it's the, Bearcats. The, Bingles, it's the Bearcats. It's the Bearcats report. Who's this, who's it brought to you by? Brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data data centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop. To data center supporting both centralized and work from home computing modules to improve efficiency and productivity visit encore.tech the path to innovation begins here that's right
0: paul's getting a lot of love on here people saying hey he's young live it up bro
1: well definitely no one's telling him not to just gotta you just gotta be seasoned enough to know how to get past that now he, he did know <laughs> He did. He did know that he probably doesn't have to report to MSG until what time? You think probably three thirty in the middle of the day, somewhere in there. Well, so he's got time. Is what I'm getting at. He he no, he's he got long he's time. got he's he's got plenty of time to, to get rested and recovered. And Paul's, I thought he looked decent though. I know everyone was getting on him. He did not look I thought he looked decent. He yes. Looked even, and, and believe me,
2: I would give it up to him. If he looked even half decent, nah, he did not look good. Tough critic.
0: At, that,
2: that, that Indian reservation casino, wherever you stay over there in
1: Kansas. Ameristar. <laughs> Ameristar. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ameristar does not want to see us come back. No.
2: That's for sure. I think we have this perception of him because he got on the show yesterday and he was just dapper. I mean, he just looked well, look great. He looked well, great. i right. I think it was calculated. He had to do that, so then he wasn't expected to do that every time he comes on the show. Chad's
1: saying Tom's mic's off, Casey. Oh, my bad. <laughs> he's he's sabotaging you.
0: Maybe he had the same kind of night that uh, Paul did. Were you out, <laughs> out last night?
1: <laughs> no. no, He no. did say he watched the end of the Xavier game. Did you? How much of the Xavier game did you see? You know, we
0: had a uh, – last night we had to go to a uh, – we have, it's a tradition every year at Marymont High School for uh, the lacrosse team, the head coach. Uh, we have a senior dinner. So the seniors on the team. And they, they don't let the parents. The parents go, but we're in another room entirely, just the parents. And the entire coaching staff sits down. Yeah, with these senior boys on the team, and they relive, um, you know, the days when they all started playing together when they were, you know, six, seven years old, coming up through the whole program, uh, and then goals for the upcoming season. They ask the kids to give an honest assessment of what they think of the coaching staff, and based on the first two and a half, three weeks of practice, what needs to change with the coaching staff. And then the coaching staff shares with the players what they're expecting out of them. And so we had the game on in the background, kind of like in the other room at this family's house. So I got to watch, um, quite a bit of the second half when they came back.
1: Yeah. So you got to see the good side.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. The good decent side. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Now we'll, you know, we're going to talk to doc about this in a sec, but, 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 but you know, you guys follow this stuff and trace, um, Temple's leading scorer the whole year, we talked about it. You know He's not playing now for Temple. I mean, this is a game UC should win today. They should win. They're a better team than Temple. They split with them during the season, but they have a better team than Temple, especially minus uh, the Owls' leading scorer. He's not even with a team anymore. Uh, They still got the Dunn kid. I love this kid. If you haven't watched Temple play all year long, and Terry Nelson talked about him yesterday, this Dunn kid for Temple is, is such a unique player he's a kid and I heard uh, Terry describe him on a radio broadcast and he alluded to it a little bit yesterday where when he goes to the basket he's got a great body strong he's really gifted athletically Um, but, but it's almost like if he had a free layup that he would stop right before he had the free layup just to put a head fake on somebody that's not even within three feet of him and then lean into the guy and draw the foul to try to go to the line he he is a really good player. But UC should win this game. You agree with that, Trace? They should win the game today.
1: <sighs> this team, when I watch UC, they can beat I don't say anybody. They can beat some good teams if they're playing well, and they can lose to damn near anybody if they're not. Do you- so I don't want to say they should win. Now I would I would lean on the idea that it's going to be a close game. I'll leave it at that. I don't know if it'd be like a, 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 a terrible loss if they were to not win this game. That's kind of how is that fair? I mean, I, I yeah. when you say they should win, it makes me think that it's like Xavier should beat DePaul. I don't look at those two games the same. You see, you see in Temple, Xavier DePaul, Xavier should. I don't say never, but they shouldn't lose to DePaul. Right. I could see UC losing to Temple, but I don't think they will. I think they will win, but they just like in, like most teams, UC. They're thin. They don't have a lot of depth. And if they get a couple guys that don't play well, then
2: I could see them easily losing. My question then: Do we feel like UC can beat everyone in their conference? Do they've proven think, that they. Eh, that's
1: a, They've proven they they've, they've. Here's the here's the thing with UC. They've proven that they can beat everyone in their league outside of maybe Memphis, in my opinion. Which yeah, is weird. Know, to it's say. interesting you
0: say that. You're right. Because, but you're spot because, on on that.
1: Because they had yep. Houston beat. In Houston, yep, and they let that slip through the cracks, and, and so be it. But I think they can get by Houston. They've not really shown that they can beat Memphis. Now, they've you know, you look at the box score; they only lost by three in their last game. Um, so, they, I guess you could say they they could beat Memphis. However, that's my main concern. I've said this all along. If they get they get the high of and Sean's brought this up too, they get if they get the high of, of not only winning today but then they beat Memphis. Or, excuse me, they beat Houston. My concern is they go to the championship game riding a high, a little bit of exhaustion, and then they got to play a team they haven't really competed all that well against this year.
0: Yep. So, I don't know. You know, when you talk about uh, Xavier and getting back to them for a minute, and we were talking about this before the show today, and, uh, again, I'm just going to go back just because I have it up on the screen, and I know a lot of you apparently don't like Joe Lenardi. I know that Mike DeCoursey also does a whole bracket thing. But I'm just throwing this out there just for the the, the simple debate. You can use Lenardi, yeah. All right. Xavier, pretty much across the board for quite some time now, has been um, uh, in as a four seed, which means if you win your first game, your next game is going to be against a rock-solid team as a five. Okay? So let's just take, for example, the difference of what being a four compared to being a three might mean for Xavier. And we'll play the game, who would you rather play? Right? Okay. The only way they get to be a three seed is if they beat Creighton tonight and probably win the Big East Conference tournament. I don't think they beat Creighton tonight, lose the championship game, and move up to a three. I could be wrong. Well, let's just say hypothetically, there are four. Okay, right now, you look around at the other four or five potential matchups and who you would play as a five seed if you're a four compared to being a three seed and playing a six in the second round if you want to get to that second weekend. And I'm not saying Xavier can't beat all of these teams, but who would you rather play? Would you rather play number five seed TCU or number six seed St. Mary's?
1: Yeah, so I, it, that's, that's where this gets really difficult. Not to, not to answer your question directly, but I, I have a, a something called batri- uh, bracket matrix which Paul brings up all the time. I can give you the teams that are quote-unquote five and six seeds right now, and I would say that there's probably, to your point, Miami, Florida's in there. San Diego State, St. Mary's, Iowa, they have those as five. But they're probably fives? like Fives? Those have, teams? They have those as fives, but these are interchangeable sixes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be come down to whatever the committee thinks, right? Then you have, from a six-seed perspective, supposedly here on ba- bracket matrix, TCU, Kentucky, A&M, and Creighton. So, yeah.
0: Okay, well, in Lenardi's— uh, they, but, they, but to they, your point – basically
1: have those flips. To blocks. your point, out of those teams, if, I, if I'm Xavier, I'm – yeah, I'm hopeful that I don't have to match up against, um, Miami. you know. I don't know. I, Miami's starting to look like they're they're on the downtrend to me. But anyway, it is what it is. That's why they always say getting to the second weekend is difficult. But I would like to go up against the San Diego State maybe, um, although I like them. I'm high on them. Okay,
0: but in, in, in Lenardi – Okay. Well, what do you they, got? Yeah, we have Duke as a five. Okay. Not good. Uh, I mean, come on. They already lost to Duke on a neutral floor this year, and Duke's a lot better Duke's now. than They better, were then. Yes, correct. Uh, they have Iowa State as a five. Big Twelve Conference. They're in the semis. Right. Co- uh, as opposed to in, in this one, they have as sixes. Some of the schools you just mentioned. Yeah. San Diego State, Creighton. Now they do have Kentucky as a six. I know that Xavier would, prop, would say they'd like to play Kentucky. I don't know if anybody at the end of the day really believes in their heart of hearts that they
1: want to play Kentucky in a second-round game as a six. It all comes down to matchups. Styles make fights. I don't know. Uh, Xavier is very thin interior right now without Fremantle, so you're probably right. I don't know if you want to go against Oscar Shibwe to a certain extent yeah, exactly. with Jack Nunji, but then you could you could, you could could argue if you're a Xavier fan that Jack Nunji can stretch the floor a little bit, and I don't know if Shibwe can really guard out in the perimeter. Like, can he guard Nunji in the outside? I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great point. I mean, look, none of those teams are perfect because, you know, uh, five, six – um, you know, whatever. But I, I still think that you like your chances better as a three than who you might play as a four. The TCU thing, I want Paul Dougherty coming up in a minute. Some of you may have seen the story. The most popular player on any team in the Big 12 with their fan base is the kid who's been the center the last two years at TCU, a kid named Eddie Lampkin, Really outgoing, big personality, 6'10", Big, lovable, teddy bear kind of a guy. Three days ago, and he's been hurt a lot this year. He had the monster game against Arizona last year in the Sweet 16. He had 22 points, 15 rebounds. Everybody thought he was going to have his great year this year. He's been hurt. Uh, He had his brother shot and killed uh, in his hometown of Houston, Texas, right before the season started. Then his aunt, who apparently he's very close with, she died just a couple of months ago to go along with the injuries, not playing up to expectations. Anyway, he comes out and posts on some social media platform uh, pictures of text messages between his mom and Jamie Dixon, the head coach at TCU. This was the biggest story in the Big 12 after Bill Self yesterday. Um, He takes him down immediately. And, and, and make some sort of charge of some racially insensitive comments he felt came from Jamie Dixon. I went back and read a lot of articles that were written by different members of the media today in and around Dallas. And look, I mean, Dallas is one of the huge cities in the United States, huge media coverage, Big 12 tournament. A number of these writers on their own went to parents of players who are on the team now, African-American players, and their parents, and AAU coaches that have known Jamie Dixon going all the way back to when he coached at Pitt. He's a TCU grad, let's remember, coached at Pitt. He's a TCU now. There was not one single person, kid, AAU coach, parent, that said they have ever known anything like that from Jamie Dixon. Now, Eddie Lampkin took everything down. He's not with the team, did not play in their opening round win last night. They're a better team with him than they are without him. There's no doubt about it, even though he's been hurt a lot. Dixon has not closed the door to Lampkin perhaps coming back. At least he didn't come out and say anything. But I got to tell you, you start posting stuff on social media and start calling people racially insensitive. Obviously, you must not have believed it if you take it down. And Lampkin took it down right away and Jamie Dixon has been a college basketball coach a long long time that is a word that in this society is being used far too often it is one of the worst things you can call somebody is a racist I mean you got to be very careful here you might disagree with somebody politically But it doesn't make that person, because you don't agree with them, it doesn't make them a racist. And we have become, in this society, we are throwing that word around, and that is a very, very serious charge, to use that word to describe anyway. You better make damn sure you know what you're talking about before you throw that word at anybody. Stuff makes me crazy, and especially in politics. Mm. All right, enough of me there. Look who's back, looking handsome as always, sitting there in his estate in Loveland, Ohio. TheMorningLine.Substack.com. Doc, good morning, my friend. How's everything? I think the word is palatial. Well, that is the word. That is, the, I wasn't yeah. going to use it. I didn't want to embarrass you. You know, you're a humble man. You always have been a humble man. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's easy to be humbled on a daily basis. Hey, you know, I was saying a little while ago, Doc, and I know you've written about this in the past, and, and we talked a little bit about this last week with UC and, and so forth, on and so forth. But, you know, I made the comment a little while ago. I don't know if there's anywhere in the United States. In fact, I'm quite sure there's not. Anywhere in the United States of America where if you just took a circle within a 125, 150-mile radius around Cincinnati, Ohio, where you have the kind of college basketball teams that we have, and this is in a down year for somebody like Louisville, for example, even a down year for somebody like Ohio State, but they're still alive in a Big Ten tournament. It's amazing if you live around here how many teams that you can find yourself rooting for, and they're still playing here in conference tournaments two, three, four days in?
3: Yeah, I, I think the closest you come is, is Tobacco Row. You know, you've got Duke, North Carolina, NC State right in the same ballpark. And then you've got smaller teams that are pretty good, too. I mean, Davidson has been good, they're in North Carolina. Um, Hell, Pat Kelsey's team right now, college of Charleston, won 31 games this year so far, most in the, in the country. So there, there are some pockets of it, but nowhere else is it, uh, is it this widespread, I don't think.
0: You know, you just brought up an interesting name, and I have failed to talk much about him, and Pat Kelsey. This was a guy who was a player at Xavier. Uh, he was an assistant coach for a long, long time at Xavier. Uh, you know, left with uh, Skip Prosser. And, and look, I'm not sitting here trying to suggest that, that, that Travis Steele was a mistake by Xavier. I'm, not, I'm never going to say that uh, because he's doing a nice job up there at Miami. But, but, but for a school that has rarely, if ever, missed on a head coach, I wonder if they could do it all over again, if Kelsey might not have been a guy that took over this program at some point in time.
3: Well, I said that at the time. Uh, I thought he should have been the top candidate. Um had been a head coach by then I don't know seven or eight years had done well at Winthrop um I don't know I'd love to talk to sit down and talk to Pat about his career I mean if you recall I think it was 17 when he got the UMass job, and half an hour before he was going to be announced at the press conference, he, he decided he didn't want to go. Um, I, don't, I have no idea what happened with that, but you know he's at College of Charleston. I believe he's had other offers uh, for head coaching jobs. Has not turned them down or has turned them down. Um, just got a five-year extension at Charleston uh, and a top 40 recruiting class for whatever that means these days. But with uh, NIL and transfers. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought at the time, coaching was in his blood. His whole family played and, and is coached. And, and, you know, obviously a Cincinnati guy, uh, obviously a very good human being given what he said. I don't know if you remember this, Tom. Uh, in 2012, after the Sandy Hook shootings, uh, he, he took his post-game press conference when they lost to Ohio State and Columbus to talk about the need to do something about that to prevent further tragedies. And I, I really respected Pat for that at the time. He proved himself to be more than than just a basketball coach. But anyway, kind of a, a rambling answer to the question. I, I I'm not I'm not sure and I, I'm not connected well enough anymore to understand why he was not uh offered the job when when Travis Steele got it.
0: You know, I wonder, uh, talking about Xavier here for a minute, Doc, uh, some have made the suggestion because of Fremantle being out, uh, it's a very short bench. Uh, in fact, Seth Davis was a guy who, who made the comment on the show here the other day from CBS Sports um, that maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing. Xavier knows they're going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, even if they were to lose tonight, I think it's safe to say they're going to be a four seed, worst case five seed, but probably a four that maybe and do you buy into this i'm curious do you buy into maybe it's not a bad idea uh i'm not suggesting you ever go out and try to lose but if they did lose that maybe it's not such a bad idea to not have to rev it up again and play tomorrow night that you know you kind of get your feet back under you an extra day of rest an extra day to heal before you would play again on thursday or friday of next week or do you think it's more important for momentum I don't know, to go ahead and blitz right through the Big East Conference tournament.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm for the former. If I'm a Xavier fan, they lose tonight to Creighton, which is really really possible if they don't play any better defense than they did last night. Um, I, I don't think it's a very big deal. You're right. I, I don't think their seeding is, is going to change dramatically, if at all. Um, I, I'd love to say there's there's not that much difference between a four and a five. But history suggests there's a big difference between a four and a five. You don't want to you don't want to be five in that five twelve matchup. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you're right. The depth without Fremantle isn't there. Um, they they ran for forty minutes last night. Um, so yeah, I, I like I said, if I'm an X fan, I don't I don't really worry about whether they win or lose tonight. I think it, it is a big deal to a lot of people to win the Big East tournament. But is, is it as big as having fresh legs for next week? I, I don't think so. So I'm with you on that. My dad
0: said something interesting earlier today, and I'm curious of your opinion. You've been around a guy a little bit. I don't think a lot. Maybe I'm totally wrong talking about Rick Bettino. Patrick Ewing gets let go uh, at Georgetown. That was not a surprise to anybody. Uh, and now all of a sudden, here we are, and naturally the speculation starts about who might be, you offer the job to a Georgetown. Georgetown's a, if I'm not mistaken, it's either a Catholic school, Jesuit school, one or the other, right? Just like Xavier is. Um, everybody, me right at the top of the list, we all have our warts. Rick Patino has his warts. Is Rick Patino a fit at Georgetown?
3: Well, yes and no. No, for the reason you just suggested, I suppose if that matters to anybody anymore, having moral uh, shortcomings, shall we say. Um, as far as I know, he's won a lot. And Georgetown has not won a lot for quite some time, ever since Ewing took over, maybe even before that, uh, John Thompson uh, the III. Um, he wins, he's a great basketball coach. Um, do the alumni at Georgetown care, care about um, what it looks like to hire a guy like Rich, Rick Pitino, or do they care about trophies? Um, I'm, I'm one of those cynical people who thinks that, particularly these days, that yeah, people care about trophies. You know, they, they don't care about what anything looks like. Look at Alabama right now, what they're going through, or what they're basically putting themselves through. Their best players, you know, gave, gave a gun to a guy, who gave it to another guy who murdered somebody, allegedly. It doesn't seem to phase Alabama in the slightest. The guy hasn't missed a minute. You know Whether he should or not is is a great debate. But the bottom line is that Alabama, uh, they got a chance to win a national championship. Without this guy, they don't have a chance to win a national championship. So here we go. So I guess it all depends what what Georgetown wants and, and if Patino wants that job, and they give it to them. I don't think anybody would be surprised.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of the Alabama thing and, 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 and look, um, you didn't grow up in that culture. I didn't grow up in that culture. I can't speak to what it's like to be a young African-American kid growing up in a community where there's drugs on the corners. And I don't want to generalize or stereotype here, but let's be honest about it. That, that that's going on a lot. Okay. And, and so, Uh, You know, where they're selling drugs on the corner, Uh, you know, there's gangs, there's bad guys, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. So it's kind of like a culture uh, that that some of these kids, unfortunately, grow up in. Um, If you were a parent and your kid is being recruited now to play basketball at Alabama, are you looking at that decision differently based on what's just happened around there the last couple of weeks
3: I mean, I think that's an individual situational decision, just like you said. Um, I I don't know. It depends probably on on somewhat on your socioeconomic background. And I'm not a sociologist, so I'm not really qualified to talk about that. What what I think, though, Tom, regardless of, of the station in life in which you find yourself playing a sport, at a high level in college, especially now with with the money coming in, it, it is a privilege. It's not a right, and that that should apply across the board to whoever uh, plays for you or is being recruited by you. Um, if you're if you're bestowed with this privilege, it, it's on you to earn that. Um, and we can try to explain it by by su- suggesting, well, we didn't grow up in in that environment. And no, we didn't. But that that should not give anybody a pass for succumbing to that environment after being given such a, a privilege. You know, to to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I stand on that. If if you're going to be given the gift uh, of a free ride. To school, and now money. In addition to it, uh, you got to earn that. It's not just bestowed. It, it, it is a privilege, not a right.
0: All right. Before I let you go, are you one of these guys that, when the uh, brackets come out on Sunday, do you sit down and maybe you're with some some buddies or your family, your son, whatever the case may be? Are you filling out a bracket for the tournament? Oh hell yeah!
3: In fact. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I spent a lot of time on it. And I've learned and never listened to my own advice. The more time you spend on it, the worse you do, man. You know, it's best just to go <laughs> go straight through and pick the knee-jerk teams you think are going to win and, and go with that. And I, I spent a lot of time on it because I'm one of those guys who who, uh, who picks what Doug Gottlieb is called the sheet of integrity. I, I don't take, you know, I don't pay a hundred bucks for 10 brackets to enter the family pool. And cover my bases every possible way. No, there's one. I do one, and I don't often win because of that. But I get more satisfaction watching the games because I can't sit there and say, "Oh well, so and so lost." That's right. I got him in this other in this other on this other right. sheet. Right.
0: It's right. more fun if
3: you only got one.
0: That's right. So yeah, I,
3: I do one, and I study it. I'm kind of a, a nerd, and, and I'm I'm not very good at it. All right, well, we expect
0: you when we have you back uh, next week uh, before the tournament actually starts. So if next Tuesday, if you could, could, could have yours and take a picture of it, you can send it to me. So then we're going to put it up on the screen when we have you up next week before the tournament starts, if that's okay by you.
3: Yeah, you want to embarrass me, in other words.
0: Well, we're all going to embarrass ourselves. I think we're in the same boat you're in. Yeah, all right.
3: All sure, right. All, right. All, right. I, I'm, all right. I'm game for that.
0: All right, good enough. All right, well, have a good weekend.
3: All right, brother, thanks.
0: All right, Paul Dockery, themorningline.substack.com. Great stuff. Always love reading his stuff uh, and getting his opinion on stuff. Now, Trace, you're going to do – are we going to have a little, like
1: uh, – Yeah, I feel like we should, right? A little pool around here? I feel like we should. We should open up to the chat, do the whole thing. The question of the day will become, is there, is there any scratch involved or not? That's the, that's the question of the day.
0: Okay, but then here's what we'll have to do. Let's everybody who regularly joins us on the chat, okay?
1: Nothing crazy either, by
0: the way. Fill out your bracket. Have it ready to go by Tuesday morning, okay? Not Monday because it comes out Sunday. Maybe you got family stuff going on, whatever. You get up for work Monday morning. Take Monday night. The first four doesn't begin until Tuesday up in Dayton. And we will figure out. Kind of how we want to uh, how we want to do this, so already we got everybody jumping on board. Got them all.
1: Yeah, we'll put out uh, we'll we'll make a bracket. Depends on what uh, maybe we make it through ESPN since we already had the uh, I think we did the bull pick them through ESPN. I will have to double check on that, but we'll pick one of the uh, electronic format ways to be able to do it. And the first four don't count. We're not going to make the first four count. So. Okay. All right, so, so essentially then, you'd have up until what it would ever Thursday. be noon on Thursday to pick your teams. And I think the way that the, uh, the way that the electronic brackets work is you can pick them before the first four games even matter. You just, you're just slotting in an open TBD. Yeah. You know, team. So right. you can always wait, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. I wanted to jump back to the thing that you were talking about before doc came on though, really quickly with the uh, Jamie Dixon situation and Lampkin. Cause it yeah. just seems weird. Um, I was kind of digging through some of the local um articles if you will the yeah. star telegram uh I'll get the writer's name here in a second but I don't want to lose my spot so it's a
0: Steve Johnson article um where they talked to the AAU gonna, coach and I'm all that gonna, kind of stuff I'm gonna lose I my think spot. that's the one I, Steve, I read Steve Johnson but he yeah. said
1: that yeah so really quickly he said that I text with Lampkin briefly on Wednesday to try to get his perspective we exchanged a few messages but at a request for an interview went unanswered Lampkin did make it clear with me that he's been tr- that is that it has been a trying season for him mentally his brother Devonte was killed in Dallas last yep. summer and he lost an aunt during the season so it's one of those situations too where <clears throat> like you said accusations i think some are a little loose with accusations from time to time based off of the the mental capacity that they're in from and i'm not i'm not expelling the fact that maybe Jamie didn't do something that that he might shouldn't have done however as you had mentioned, Jamie Dixon's been coaching a very, very long time, and uh, he's got a good amount of people coming to his defense on the, on the, on the accusations that have been and made. And including
0: in that article, as I mentioned, where he reached out, I think he said he reached out to almost 30 parents Correct. of African-American players over the last number of years, including this year's roster, to ask them, you know, and they're all like, no no chance in fact they, they made reference to when this story broke um that some of the parents reached out to their kids when they saw this story who were on the tcu basketball team african-american players and they said hey have you seen anything like this and across the board the parents said every one of their kids said no chance never never and i, I tell you eddie lampkin is such a likable kid I I just hope this whole thing is able to come together because he really is such a likable kid. Uh, A lot like, uh, you know, uh, Terry Nelson was talking about with David DeJulius yesterday. Uh, He signs autographs. The kids love him. He's this big mountain of a man and a big old teddy bear and he's fired up and the students love him. And. They made reference in the article that he is not the best player on the team. He's not the second or third best player on the team. He's making the most money of anybody on the team on NIL because the community loves him, loves him. So, I, I mean, I don't know if this is one of those deals where they can rectify the situation. I don't mean for this year. Maybe they can, maybe they can. I'm just, I hope for everybody that, because that, that's where he should be playing. Uh, Jamie Dixon recruited him to come play there. And I hope, and I know this isn't a big story here in Cincinnati, but it's just if you know some of the parties involved, you just hope it has a happy ending. That, that's the bottom line. You hope it has a happy ending. All right. Uh, are we ready for some picks,
1: boys? I'm always ready for some picks. By we the got way, some
0: big time basketball. Now, you and Reed have um, box lunch today.
1: I don't know if we're doing box lunch. We have, we're not going to be doing box lunch. Box lunch isn't canceled. We're going to be bringing that back next week when we have everybody um, back at full strength. We have to go do a live stream today. If you've not, you got nothing going on, uh, today at, uh, I believe, first pitch is at 3 o'clock at Hayden Park. I believe it's is it McKee, McKee Field at Hayden Park. Nonetheless, up in Oxford, there's a first pitch at 3 o'clock that we're going to be live streaming. They are going to be playing the Toledo Rockets. So we will be doing that. Baseball
0: or softball? Baseball. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, we are currently in in sort of a a, a window, a trial window. Would that be safe? Could you please expand on this?
1: Yeah. So Miami Athletics, uh, they have ESPN Plus for all their ticketed sports. However, a lot of their non-ticketed sports, they call them Olympic sports, uh, have not been streamed or have not been televised. Uh, We had been approached. We've been kind of working through this for the past year, year and a half. Uh, We finally found a solution that we both kind of felt was fair. And uh, we're going to do all of their softball, nearly all of their softball and baseball games this spring at home. And then hopefully if everything goes well, which it has so far, uh, we will transition and starting to do some, uh, I believe, soccer and field hockey and don't hold me to all the sports off the top of my head here. But nonetheless, we're going to do all the non-ticketed sports for Miami and uh, it's a good opportunity for us to give some people some play-by-play opportunities. And I know that you mentioned, Tom, you were hoping and uh, prying that maybe your son would stay local. Maybe there's a situation where you can get him in here and yeah, give him some opportunities up there at Miami. But, uh, but yeah, it's exciting. We're thankful to do it. But uh, we kinda, we're in a situation right now at, uh, at Chatterbox where we're, we're moving and grooving, and it's we don't exciting. have time to do that show today. It's
0: exciting. Very, very exciting uh we don't call them the miami Redhawks. we call them as sir boy wonder would say the miami high nooners
1: need to score some runs today for the red hawks okay all
0: right let's go where are we start in case so if you weren't with us yesterday Reese, real quick forgive me uh each of us picks uh a game two games i'm sorry uh that that we're going to talk about and In the six games total among the three of us, we will hit the six major conference tournaments uh, that are still going on. I think the only one maybe we're not hitting that I don't remember us hitting unless you guys added one is a Pac-12. No, no Pac-12. No Pac-12, but we got everything else covered. We're we're substituting the American uh, instead of the Pac-12 with UC playing. So uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about you know, whether they're in the semis or whatever it might be in the other game that's happening in that conference and what could happen moving forward. So, Casey, your
2: first game of choice is? I'm going to start with OSU. Mainly because I kind of called it yesterday. Um, they, they they won. Um, yep. They beat Iowa. They were uh, – Iowa's too inconsistent, and OSU took advantage of it, and they won their ball game. Um, now they play Michigan State. I really think this game is going to come down to one thing and that's if Bryson Sabal can really carry this team. Um, he's been fantastic this season. Um, he's going to probably be one of the first picks in the NBA draft. Uh, he he's, he's been fantastic. And that then leads into Michigan state. They've been fantastic on defense. Um, they, they've been one of the best in the country. They've also been one of the best in three-point shooting. And it, all signs point to Michigan State having a better time schematically, how they play, to winning this ball game. The spread is four and a half points. And I want to just also mention one thing. Let me look at this one last time. The last time... Michigan State and Ohio State played, it was a 78... or um, so, Yeah, 78-84 to 84 loss for Ohio State. Um, this was at Michigan State. And the other time that Ohio State played them at home was a 62-41 to 41 loss. Yeah. So both times they lost. It's very hard to win against the same team three times in a yeah. row. It's at a neutral site. Are you picking the Buckeyes? Is that what you're doing? I... Go ahead, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not going to pick the Buckeyes just <sighs> yet. Um, what do you mean, I'm, just yet? Well, do we do? we're going to pick at the end, I'll right? I'll pick at the end. Okay, all right, end. okay. I'm still all kind of debating between the two. But, man, if Bryce Sensible carries this team, like, it's possible that they could, you know, it's possible with Bryce Sensible. That's all I'm saying is that if they didn't have him, I wouldn't be so confident in this Ohio State team. But if he plays well and the team around him can just – half as good they'll be fine
0: they started four freshmen Zed Key who's an excellent player from Ohio State is out with an injury he was on the bench with a shoulder harness on Um, Ohio State in that game yesterday started four freshmen they look good I mean they look like the team we saw the first two months of the season all right And, and by the way for Ohio State I mean Look, the only way they're going to get in a tournament is if they they win the Big Ten tournament. But, man, if you have to play in that play-in game in the Big Ten conference tournament, it's the only tournament because of the number of teams. You have to play five games in five days to win that tournament. They've already played two, and they're just in the quarterfinal round starting today. All right, Trace, your first game is?
1: We'll say local. We'll do UC Temple. Okay. Um, UC's in a situation where I think that maybe it's just um, blind faith. I don't know what the term would be, but there's this weird intuition feeling that I have that UC is going to get hot and they're going to make a run and they're going to give not only, not only they're going to beat Temple today, but I think they're going to give Houston a game. And I think they got a chance to get by Houston. I really do. There's this weird, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, there's times where you get feelings about certain teams they 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 might be playing a little loose. They got nothing to lose if they get by Temple today. My main concern for for UC though is the championship game if they were to get there. However, let's stay focused on today. You had mentioned Temple's out without their leading score. I think that UC is in a predicament now. I know we're not maybe supposed to pick yet, but as you can probably already tell, where I'm leaning, UC is laying five. Um, I think that they handle Temple pretty cleanly today and, okay. and and roll into the next. Uh, Semifinal game against Houston. Yep. So the American's one of those leagues where it's like, it's not a great league, but it's also a league that if um, they got a couple weird streaky teams where if that team's playing their best ball, they are still a good team, if that makes any sense.
0: Most people feel that right now going into the tournament, Memphis is in. We know Houston's in. Uh, UC trying to get in, they'd have to win the conference tournament. All right, uh, one of my two games. What else is there, really, at the end of the day? We can talk about all these other nonsense games, right? Which, really, all these other games are nonsense.
1: I would say we're, one of the ones that we're not going to talk about, Purdue. I think Purdue is going to lose the day to Rutgers.
0: That
2: ain't happening.
1: All right. To so Rutgers? Not
2: happening. Purdue's terrible. I mean, I know Purdue's bad. Terrible? But, I mean, but come it's on. Rutgers.
1: I, I'm being dead serious. I'll look straight in the face. If Purdue makes... Um, the elite eight. I'll put my hand up and say I'm wrong, but they are not good. They got one guy that's like seven foot twelve, as we all know, and I Eddie. know that's eight feet. Um, but my point is that if if if, if Edie wasn't there and they had the same production as a Edie, I don't think people would be as high on uh, on Purdue as they are. I okay. think Edie's just the spectacle that makes everyone think Purdue's better than they are. Okay. We'll see how. All it goes. right, we'll
0: find out. Uh, Sir Boy Wonder says, damn, Trace, my bets are now doomed. Rutgers has been pretty good all year long. They got a nice little team, Rutgers. They really do. When you catch yeah. them, I mean, they got some guys that can play now. I know. Uh, they're, they're good.
1: They're sleepy good.
0: Yes, they are. Um, but but like I said, I mean, look, we can talk about UCLA and Arizona and, you know, Purdue and Kansas and all these other – yeah. There's only one game that matters, and that is the men from Athens, Ohio. (laughs) Yesterday, a 20-point win as a four-seed over the five-seed, and now they go toe-to-toe with Toledo, the number one seed. That will be later today in Cleveburg, Ohio. Bobcats, they come to play this time of year. Let's not forget, out of the MAC Conference Tournament, only one team has made the run a couple of times in the last seven years. And that's the Ohio University Bobcats, and it's about to happen again, starting today and again tomorrow in the title game. All right, Casey, your second game.
2: My second game is Miami versus Duke. Ooh, good game. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the better games today. Um Trace, you kind of said that Miami was losing a little steam. I can see where you're coming from that. Um, they haven't been, like, blowing out opponents. But they're they're still, you know, if you look at it from the half-glass full, they were – let me see. Is this Which a you never, you never do that. Well, he, o-
0: he only does. He only well, does unless – The Bengals, you the Bengals be, could go on a seven-game losing streak in case you would uh, find the glass half full.
2: Well, they would be on a 10-game win streak if they would have just scored – one more time against Florida State. Now I I didn't watch the Florida State game. I don't know how that went down, but it was eighty five to eighty four loss, close game. Well, that was a game
0: they were ahead by like twenty something points, and they blew the game.
2: Yes. Well, regardless, they're still winning ball games, and I know the, a lot of them are close. If you look at their schedule against Duke, at home they blew them out of the gate, eighty one fifty nine. Yeah, they
0: did. They killed
2: and them at Duke. It was a sixty eight sixty six close ball game. I expect it to be a close ball game still, but I just really like, I I like Miami's uh, guards a lot. I think that they can get it done. I think uh, the way that Duke plays um, fits into Miami's play style. And um, I'm not expecting it to be a blowout. I'm not expecting that. I think it's going to be a close game. The line is at, Two and a half. Two and a half. in favor, Duke? I, in in Duke's favor. I think Miami wins this ballgame.
3: Mm. Okay.
2: That's how confident I am in Miami. I think they, they have the the team to go pretty far in the uh in the tournament. That's a
0: seven P tip off. Duke's playing their best basketball game of the year. My gosh. The other half of that bracket is Virginia against who? Who do they pull Clemson? Clemson upset NC State. Even though they're a higher seed, that was an upset. Okay, uh, Trace, your second game.
1: My second game. Before I do that, I'm going to actually uh, play a small game with you. What time do you think Utah State and Boise State tips off tonight, Eastern time? Um, no, 11P. 1159P.
0: Good. Wild.
1: That's crazy. Hey,
0: that's how you get your conference on television.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is a dilemma of the Pac-12. This is veering off topic here, but this is the dilemma the, Big 12, the Pac-12 is in right now. It's a huge deal. They've already been raided from USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. There's a lot of talk now about the Big 12, and their commissioner just lays it right down under the table. They are going after Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and who's the fourth one? I'm drawing a blank. But, I mean, they're they're in full-on raid mode because the Pac-12 cannot get a decent television deal the pac-12 network has been a disaster disaster um and a lot of the networks you know they're like hey listen you want to play at 10 o'clock in the morning or you know whatever it might be and they're like no we don't they're like okay well then we don't want the product go ahead
1: i'm going to do to your point Uh, I'm going to go to the best league who doesn't have any issues with um, television, which is the Big 12, Texas and TCU. We already talked a little bit at length about TCU. has got a little weird situation going on. Um, Texas also has uh, been dealing with a situation. That's been pushed in the past, though, with uh, Chris Beard kind of being removed from the team. So Texas um, is one of those squads this year that has been given a lot of love, rightfully so, from time to time. However, there's times where they've been a little disappointing, where you expect them to maybe put their pedal to the floorboard and be able to start to blow teams out that they should, and then they don't. This line's at 2.5 with TCU. There's two really good guards, um, Miles and Rice. Miles obviously plays for TCU. Rice plays for Texas. Have you seen – if you haven't seen Rice play a lot, Rice is incredibly good watch, and so is Miles. This is a good game. If you like good guard play, it's 9.30 at night. You got nothing going on. Flip on the uh, TCU-Texas game. I don't know if I should give my pick this second, but this is one of those ones where I think if you flip a coin – 10 times, you got your best chance of just figuring out, letting the coin do the work. You're right. There's, I, I don't know if there's really a strong lean one way or the other. Well, you look at They their just two, played at TCU. Well, yeah, and you look at their two regular season games, and you really can't get
0: much more competitive. They played at Texas. TCU had a big lead on the road. Uh, Texas came back and won the game in Austin 79-75. And then, as you just mentioned – uh, they played what three games ago? The last game, in fact, before right. the uh, or the second to last game of the regular season, and TCU beat Texas in Fort Worth by two. So those have been two good games.
1: Yep, now, Texas gonna... is a
0: weird team. I'm with you. They're on a weird that. team. Yeah, they're a weird team. Like if
1: they beat TCU by 15 tonight, and they won the Big 12 uh, tournament. No, I really don't think many people would bat their eye. And if they lost by 15 tonight, I don't know if many people would bat their eye. They're just a unique, weird team.
0: They went through an eight-game stretch right before their last two regular season games. Um, you know, well, TCU had all those injuries. Uh, you know, I mean, they had a ton of injuries, uh, and, and, and they went through a stretch where they lost six out of eight, but... Uh, they they, they righted the ship there towards a total end. But, I mean, you know, you look at the body of work at Texas, but going in right before the tournament, they lost the two games right there at the end. They lost to Baylor on the road. They lost to TCU on the road. But then Tracy turned around and they mauled Kansas.
1: I know. Kansas is another team that's weird. If we're being honest, I mean, you think that there's games where maybe this team isn't very good and they're not as good as everyone says they are. They lose by at 25 at home to TCU and then they turn around and they beat the brakes off of somebody. So, I don't know, the Big 12 is one of those leagues where parity is so good that, you know, maybe that's why we always sit there and we wonder about these teams because there's not many there's not many tomato cans in the Big 12, Tom. So, no, they're definitely um no. I'm going to go, if we're picking games, I think I'm going to take Texas tonight, though.
0: All right. Well, we're, we're going to save the picks till the end, but you've already tipped us off now on that one. My last game is going to be uh, Kentucky. Uh, they manhandled Vanderbilt um, earlier in the year at Vanderbilt and then on senior day of all days at Rupp Arena. Um, they lose on a last second in the lane, tough fadeaway jump shot. But I mean, look, Vanderbilt, uh, outplayed him. And in that day, they outcoached him. I'm not saying that Stackhouse is a better coach than Cal. I'd never say such a thing. But that day they outcoached him because the talent differential between the two is, is staggering. Uh, Kentucky, uh, outside of that hiccup, they've been really good lately for a while. And so, um, if they win this game, they more than likely play Texas A&M. Although no easy layups in the SEC um, quarters at this point, there's still some good teams, and on any given day, uh, a, a, a decent team can, can play really good. So we'll we'll see how that goes tonight.
2: All right, we ready to make picks? Yep, we're ready.
0: Where are we starting, Mr. McAllister?
2: Let's start with,
0: and this is from the Betfred Sportsbook our numbers.
2: That's right. All right. right. Shout out, Betfred.
0: Very nice. This looks like the football.
2: Yep, it's just like the football. Nice. So Temple versus UC. Where are you going with? I'm taking
0: the Bearcats. Oh, oh,
2: they got their thing going right. Yeah. UC. UC. All right. Yeah. Um. I'm probably going to take UC as well. What about you?
1: I I already tipped you off. I think that they they will cover tonight.
2: All right, so that is a clean sweep across the board. We're looking at UC on this one. Next up, Ohio State. Ohio State. Without a
0: doubt, the mighty Buckeyes. Ohio State. You never, if you are a red blooded Ohioan, <laughs> that's a good call. And it's call. red blood. That's a good in call. In Ohio. I, it is red blood, and without a doubt, you're not picking any team from Michigan. No. But are you going to do it, Casey? Trace is going to do it. He's about to do it. But go ahead. We'll wait.
2: We'll wait. I don't
1: we'll want to tip you off. Casey? Know.
2: You know, actually, will will you go second so I can update the graphics? You want me to go second? Yeah, right, that's okay.
1: So. Um, Ohio State has zero chance to win the Big Ten tournament. However, this is going to be an ugly game, a disgusting game. It's going to be a rock fight. It's going to look like a GCL South game.
2: I am going to take – I'm going to take Michigan State. Oh, no, see. Because why not? And just to go against the grain here to make sure uh, we don't um, – well, no, no, everyone yeah. picked differently. So I'm, I'm picking Ohio State here. Uh, I, I like uh, – I like an underdog story here. And I think that they've been underrated a lot of the year. I think they just had a lot of misfortune. They're terrible. Underrated. What do you mean underrated? They they went like 11 games
1: in a row where they didn't cover. Yeah. Underrated. You can't be underrated. Well, they when lost you're, when like you're, eight or you, nine. Yeah, year. I mean, they were favored half the year in games that you're like, oh, they're favored yeah, I mean, again. Every, every, they
2: lose. every team goes through a yeah. rut.
0: Not like that. I a said rut. yesterday yeah. that under no circumstances, I don't care if it's tiddlywinks. Ohio State should never lose eight games in a row in any sport (laughs) with the facilities, the money, the recruiting advantages in any sport because they're great in everything. They really are. I mean, you go look at men's hockey, women's hockey, track, golf, lacrosse. I mean, you look at everything. Football, they're great. Baseball, Mm. (laughs) basketball, they've always been very good this year. But they're going to win tonight. All right. What's next? Oh, what, are you kidding? Here we go again. Toledo may as well be in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> Toledo may as well be in Michigan because if you spend any time up there, and I have, because they're closer to Ann Arbor than they are Columbus, there is a significant portion and percentage of people that live in Toledo that root for the Wolverines. So they may as well be in Michigan. In fact, they had to fight over that territory if you go way back as to what state Toledo was going to be in. So
2: it's safe to say you're going, OU, oh yeah. OU! Here we go! Here we go! I'll make it quick. I have not seen OU play. Are you kidding
1: me? A single game all year. However, I did just look up some numbers. And um, I am going to go with the Bobcats based off of uh, some there we stuff go. That I'm seeing. No, I have, I have no idea one player that plays for them. I you just gave name. you a name earlier. You did. You said they had one of the best. The
0: freshman best. guards. Stallion. Yeah,
1: one of the best freshman Stug. guards. I have to watch them. We'll see. Here. Are they hey, on just TV? Just think
0: about this for a second. No, I mean, give I me mean, an idea about how, and I'm not kidding about this, and I've talked about it before. How great would Ohio University, I mean, this would be a legitimate team. It's not, it wouldn't be a 12 or a 13, something like that. Two of their starters from last year that went in the transfer portal. Ben Vanderplus has started all year long for Virginia as a forward. Just broke his hand two days ago. And Marcus Spears, the, the, the guard, is a starting point guard for Alabama.
1: Five o'clock, CBS Sports Network, Tom. I hope I get that. Go <laughs> ahead. You do.
2: I think you do.
0: <laughs> YouTube TV. Yeah, I, I know I do. I'm kidding. Go ahead.
2: Well, uh, me and Trace boast all the numbers. We're uh, all picking OU for this one.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know what any sane man would do. All right. Xavier v. Creighton. That's Creighton favored by three and a half?
2: Creighton is favored by three and a half.
0: I'm taking the muskies.
2: Can't let our boy Paul down, right? I I hate this.
1: If we're being honest.
2: Um Creighton's got a better team.
0: But I think Xavier's gonna I think Xavier's gonna cover this. Three
2: and a half, yeah. I mean
1: Yeah. This is one of those weird lines where you're you're just assuming that the uh that the Square is gonna watch the games yesterday and see what Creighton did and
2: see what Xavier had to go through.
1: I am gonna go with Creighton to cover the three and a half though. Okay.
2: Okay. Um I'm going to Pick Xavier on this one. We're uh, we're going against you and usually that ends up being bad. Yeah. Um, and you... the only reason I'm picking Xavier
0: is because I, I just don't want to hear the hate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want
1: you don't want Jerome Hanner Hunter I just I don't want to
0: hear it. I mean when I pick against UC, I don't get the hate. Nobody shows up with the hate like the Xavier fans. It's unbelievable. The hate. Oh, man. I mean, all I did was say one time this year, I was rooting for my friend, Bob Huggins, in a game against him because I like Bob Huggins and I've known him for 30 years. And I mean to tell you, the venom was brutal. So I don't want to hear the bullshit. I'm going to pick him to win. All right, go ahead. Who we got
1: next? The good news, you get three and a half points, Tom. Amen. I'll take it. They'll need it.
0: Let's go. What do we got next? Duke versus Miami. All right. Uh, I am going to take uh, the Dukies. They're playing their best basketball of the season right now. Trace. Yeah, my
1: favorite – one of my favorite bets of the day. I think Duke rolls today, and they're starting to play better basketball. Miami's starting to slide a little bit. I know the chat loves Miami, but um, I, think my, I think they might they might get blitzed today. Duke's, Duke beat a decent pit team yesterday. They beat the Brakes off of them.
2: And Casey's going to pick Miami. I'm picking Miami, yeah. yeah. I I just – I think the perception is that they're sliding. But it's this is going to be a great game, I think, no matter what. I'm with you. I, I don't think that this is going to be a blowout. I think this is going to be really close. Honestly, I won't be surprised if Duke does manage to blow them out just because I have this perception of the Blue Bloods just taking care of business when it needs to – when you get right down to it. But – I really like Miami a lot. I like, I like their guards a lot.
0: So. And I love their coach a lot. I think when people start talking about the, the best coaches in college basketball, his name frequently is left off that conversation. I think Laranega is a fantastic coach. And, and look, this is uh, John Shire's first ACC tournament. Not he was an assistant forever, but as a head coach. Uh, is that it?
2: No, we got we – got, uh, oops, Sorry. We have well, we've two got more. the
0: big blue too now. Yeah, yeah.
2: we got two Texas more. versus TCU Oh, then... there
0: is no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I we mean, already know where you're on. going. Come on. Go Frogs. Go Frogs, TCU.
1: dub
2: Trace, Texas. Ugh. Texas?
1: Yeah. Yep. Texas. Yuck. It's like the better basketball team when 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 I have to a coin, They're though.
0: one and one against each other this year. I don't know who's better.
2: uh oh, man, this is a tough decision for me. Um, you know what? I'm going to Texas too. I'm gonna to take Texas. I'll have a chance
1: game. to gain, gain some ground
2: on the field. Yeah.
1: Tom, so we'll s- you big golf guy at all?
0: Uh, no, no, I'm okay. not. But I, I mean, you know, I my son loves watching it at home, so it'll be on home on a, on a weekend, uh, on a Sunday, and so you know. I'll, um, I'll get dialed in. I mean, it's enjoyable television on a late hey, Sunday good afternoon. Tournament
1: this, it's a good tournament really this tournament. Really good, weekend, TPC. So, yeah.
0: So. Yep. I used to play that golf course back when I played golf. I used to play it every year. Um, there was a former catcher with the Cubs a 1,000 years ago, a guy named Rick Wilkins. He had one monster year in the big leagues, hit 30 home runs, uh, and then a lot of injuries. He was never the same after that. But he had a sister with special needs. He grew up in the Jacksonville area and had a big charity golf tournament every year down there and would ask me to MC the tournament, uh, the, the big banquet. So I got to go down there and play every year. First time, stepped right up there to that- that uh, 17. I mean, just, just stuck right there. First time.
1: Was that the last time? Did you end on a walk-off like that, or?
0: Yeah, I just quit. I threw all my bags in <laughs> yeah. the water right around <laughs> right at that point in time and just <laughs> left. All right, what's last? The Big Blue! The Big, big Blue! Blue. Cal. No doubt. Cal, leader of men. Um, Cal, eight and a half. That's a big number. But Kentucky is ready for the tournament.
2: You're taking UK then? All right. Trace? It's a very big number.
1: Um, That's one of those weird numbers where it just doesn't seem right. Uh, And for that reason, I'm just going to hedge my own – my own brain, which would tell me that eight and a half is way too many points, but I'm going to take Kentucky. Cause for whatever reason that, that uh, usually leads me to victory. So Kentucky, maybe, maybe they get excited again and uh, get the fan base rolling. They get them back on their They're happy. Cause that, that fan base is like, like you said, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, Similar to the Xavier crowd. It's a little fickle at times, you know. They're, 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 they're all in, and they're all out. All in and all out. Well,
0: we compared them yesterday. Blue and, I, and I'm the one that did the in. comparison between, and this is, a, this is a perfectly legitimate comparison. This is apples and apples. Based on history, success, following. Kentucky basketball fans are the same as Ohio State football fans. They're the same animal. Very and cheap. I'm an Ohio State football fan, so you know I get it. Case,
2: I predict the upset here.
0: You're predicting them to win money line. Would you go? Oh no, Moneyline no, I'm there? sorry.
2: I'm sorry. No, I. am uh, gonna, take I'm, points, gonna but... take. I'm taking the points here. I think. Uh, I think it's a lot closer of a game than than we uh, would believe. Um, I won't be surprised, however, if Vanderbilt wins. If you just look at their schedule, they. They were on a hot streak. They've won like Vandy? eight. a sneaky good team. Yeah, eight, they are. Eight of the last seven or something like that. So another food for thought. Uh,
1: later tonight at eleven thirty, if you're a late night owl like myself, uh, Arizona State's probably doing a. Uh, they probably have a play-in game. Eh, I don't know. They're on the bubble. Let's keep it at that. They're on the bubble. They play Arizona tonight. If they can win, they can beat Arizona. Arizona State will punch their ticket to the dance. Um, Another game, Utah State plays Boise State at 11-59, as we said before. Utah State's kind of on the on the uh, fringe as well. So, in case you're interested in the uh, late-night viewing yes, television.
0: Indeed. And a couple of, uh, before we leave, a couple of uh, late-breaking football stories here. The Vikings have released Adam Thielen. Wow.
2: Cap casualty.
0: The Saints are asking uh, Jameis Winston to work, rework his contract. I would be surprised. If Jameis said adios, because he's not going to start there with Carr now. No. The Eagles are allowing Darius Slay to seek a trade cornerback.
2: That one interests me a lot.
0: Yep. Mike the Bengals. Look at Darius Slay. All right. We got a uh, cherry on top or no?
2: I was not able to find one. All right, so. fair enough.
0: I the, the the one I have one question, Trey, since you asked about golf before we get out of here. Yeah. W- w- was there some 10-cup moment somewhere yesterday? Did I see a headline of some kind? Do you know, have any idea what I'm talking about?
1: I have not been following All right, as closely as There was as something I have. going
0: I'll, on I'll some where digging. somebody basically somewhere in a tournament mm-hmm. basically pulled a 10-cup. We're going to look it up, and we'll bring it to you next week. Because it's the greatest single moment maybe in any movie history. <laughs> the greatest of all time. Kevin Costner to Cheech. Martin just snap the fingers.
1: Did me the you ever feel sorry for him? Just flipped me. Never. Did you know? I it. You love it. My kind
0: of guy. Get... Next.
1: <laughs> Next.
0: Next. Next. Was... Uh... Second shot on a par five to fly the water planted on the green in the U.S. Open. That's his greatest scene. I mean, there are movies you can ask people about, and everybody has that movie where you'll ask somebody, "Oh my God, how that!" Even if you haven't seen ten, that scene. They say that movie is after Curtis Strange. I don't know if that's true or not, but I- I've read that really? many places. Yeah, and I've known Curtis since we were kids. Known him a long time. All right, um, Casey. Thank you. Be ready to go now. You ready to go Monday? I'll be ready.
2: NFL free agency hitting Monday. I'll have a whole list of targets and players to look out for. For the Bengals. For the Bengals. And maybe some more general stuff, too, that people would be interested in, like DeAndre Hopkins, where he's going to go. Stuff like that.
1: Let's get the party started right with Rutgers, people.
0: All right. Tracer, have a good weekend.
1: You too, Tom.
0: Casey, have a good weekend. You too, Tom. All of you have a good weekend. Take care of yourself. Be careful. See you on Monday.